Do we like skip number 13? It's like an unlucky number. Nope. Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 13 of High Character. We are here today to preview UMass's upcoming road series in Vermont. My name is Cameron. I'm joined by my co-host, Evan. Evan, how you doing, man? I'm feeling good. I'm really looking forward to this series. I'm going to be up in Vermont, first time in the great, what, what do they even call that? Mountain State, Does, Green Mountain State? Green Something Mountain like that. State, that sounds about right, yeah. yeah. But really looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun time. We've been planning this for a while now. One of the only two arenas we haven't been to yet in hockey, so it's going to be good. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, we're definitely looking forward to it. Our first time up in Burlington for a game. Uh, we hear very good things about Gutterson Fieldhouse. Looks really cool. So we're really excited for that. And we're really excited for UMass to hopefully get six points this weekend. Uh, if you if you look at the standings, you'll have to scroll all the way to the bottom to find Vermont. Um, they're having a really tough year. They come in at 6-21-2. and two. Uh, with a four thirteen and two mark in the conference, they're second to last in pairwise. Like this weekend needs to be a six point weekend for UMass. Yeah, I mean you couldn't have explained that any better. Like we we've been harping on these facts ever. You know, like the LIU series, you're expecting six points. Main series, expecting six points. It it has to happen this time around. You know what I mean? Like there's no excuse if if this is where you know we keep talking about in previous episodes, like starting that championship run and getting the win streak going has to start right here. Like literally playing. I don't, I don't want to like just completely crap on the team and be like the worst team in hockey, but like, let's be real. I mean, that's, that's essentially what we're up against here. We got to dominate them. We're coming off of a, a pretty tough loss against UConn. Like that's something that the boys really got to be buzzing right from the get go about like just really impose yourself onto a weaker team. And it needs to just be full on domination this weekend. Yeah, I think that anything less than six points is a huge disappointment. I, I, I think you could say for that LIU and Maine series, like, okay, you can get by maybe getting four or five points. But, like, this one, the second to last series of the regular season going into the playoffs, like, this has to be six points. I mean, Vermont is a horrible offensive team. They have 1.7 goals per game. Um, their defense isn't too terrible they only give up 2.7 a game but it's it's one of those teams that you just have to pounce on you have to have to get it done if this team wants to go anywhere I uh I need to see six points this weekend or I'm having serious doubts about them yeah I mean just on multiple fronts like again we talk about pairwise we talk about hockey standings all of these things like the the pairwise I don't even think is going to change that much if we win both games I mean again we're going to, we'll go into the nitty gritty later on, but like, it's basically, if you lose these games, we're in deep trouble, mm-hmm. like NCAA tournament hopes, not looking great. The hockey standings, we could drop quite a bit. Like it's still anyone's game for pretty much everything postseason related for this team. So if we want any of those hopes to stay alive, we, we have to make something happen this weekend. And I don't think we won't like this, this I'm completely confident that we're going to get good results against this team. Like it is Vermont at the end of the day. Yes. As we look at Vermont and their, their recent activity, they, their last three games have been against Merrimack and they've lost all three of them. Um, I was taking a look through their schedule. Their only hockey East wins this year are uh, Maine, New Hampshire, and then BC and BU both in overtime. Um, So just, uh, and that BU was before they were 
even on their crazy run that they're on now. So not a, not an impressive resume at all. And then we compare it to UMass, who comes into this game 17, 10, and 2. They're 12, 6, and 2 in the conference and ranked ninth in the pairwise. So, uh, yeah, this 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 needs to be the the lopsided outcome that is it. It is on paper. Yeah, going purely off memory, I'm pretty sure UNH, Maine, and BC, I think, might be the lowest three teams besides Vermont in the yep. standings. Um, yep. And again, like you said, that BU team was before their crazy run. Um, I think at that point, they were one of the lower teams right in the middle of that pretty much bottom third pack that we just discussed. So, I mean, they're they're not winning against particularly good teams. Like, they're not making any sort of crazy upsets. You know, like sometimes teams at the bottom will – you know, do something crazy against one of the top teams, see UMass against Maine. It happens, you know what I mean? These things happen, but I don't think Vermont has that kind of X factor in them. Like they don't have any sort of like coaching experience, you know, like Ben Barr with UMass. Like I'm trying to make parallels here and I just don't see any for the series. You know, I don't see any sort of universe where they could potentially cause an upset. And if they do, then people are going to be coming at me in the comments, you know, like they're going to be coming in my mentions on, on Twitter, but I just, I don't see it happening. Yeah. And, uh, you, you can make one, uh, familiar comparison, um, between Vermont and UMass Vermont's leading scorer is the one and only Philip Laganoff is 15 points this season on seven goals. Both of those lead the team. And obviously he was integral in UMass's national championship run in 2021. Yeah, I mean, we love Philip Laganov here. I mean, he's just – he was such an important part of that big recruiting class that came into UMass. Um, kind of when Carville was getting his first group of guys in, you know, like the Chows, the the Chafees, you know, just that whole group that was coming in. And he's been, he was great for us. I mean, it's no surprise that the best player on another team happened to be from our team formerly. <laughs> like, that just shows you the type of quality that we always have in our recruiting classes coming in. Um, another guy that I actually wanted to mention – Timofey Spitsarov, he has 18 games played this season, I believe, uh, two points, goal and an assist. He was actually formerly a UMass recruit. Um, I might be getting my story mixed up here, but from as far as I know, he was interested in coming to UMass this season. Um, I believe the coaching staff was basically in, in a similar case to Scott Morrow. It was kind of like, you know, maybe you should hold off another season. We'll get you in the next season. And Spitzerov was like, no, I want to play this season. I'm going to come over to the NCAA, whether you like it or not, and committed to – he flipped his commitment to Vermont. Um, I just make the more of a comparison because he was originally supposed to go to North Dakota. Mm-hmm. Coaching staff was like, hold on a year. We'll see what happens. And we said, nah, come on in. We'll take you. You know, we, we think you're ready right now. And he's been putting up a lot of points for us. So, you know, when we were, you know, on the discussion of um, former UMass players, I mean, granted, he never got to put on the jersey for us, but – it's just something that kind of – it's a cool little thing to mention when we talk about parallels between the two teams. Yeah, that's definitely interesting, something to, something to think about. Maybe maybe he's got some tor- sort of gripe against UMass. Maybe he plays a little extra edge, something like that. We'll see. But yeah, then we, uh, we go to the leading scorer for UMass, and this is no surprise. We don't have to dig too deep into this. It's, it's Bobby Trevino. He's got 36 points this season on 15 goals, 21 assists. Uh, just day in, day out, getting it done. We're after these post game recaps we're doing, it's hard not to pick him every time to be uh, our CCC award winner, but we're having, we're having to, to look around a bit. We don't want to give it to him every time, but he certainly deserves it. He's just outstanding. 
Yeah, I think maybe when you're editing these episodes, you might just want to take that whole clip when you talk about Bobby with goals, assists, and the points, and then you can just kind of record the numbers and just kind of paste them in because you're <laughs> going to be saying the same thing basically every episode. I mean, that's just what Bobby does. He's just really good. Um, really nothing else to say, you know? Yeah. He's just that guy of this team. He really is. So, yeah, I guess we could just jump right to the the Vermont goalie situation. So they have two goalies this year that have – uh, somewhat split the time. One has a little bit more of the minutes than the other. Uh, the one with the most games played is Gabe Carrier. I think that's how you say his last name. He has 19 games and really good stats. They're pretty comparable to Murray's. He's got a 2.41 goals against average and a 918 save percentage, which is really solid uh, in college hockey. And then um, their quote-unquote backup, maybe he'll get a game this weekend he's got 13 games played this year it's tyler Harmon. he's got uh 2.94 goals against average and an 895 save percentage so uh carrier obviously the the go-to goalie here but i guess there's a chance we could see both this weekend yeah carrier um as far as i know i think he was a richter on the the richter watch list so basically i think it was a top 28 list of the best goalies um in the ncaa I don't think he made it through to the to the next round, which uh, just came out the day that we're recording this, actually. Um, I think they narrowed it down to 10 goalies, and he mm. didn't make the cut, sadly. But I'm looking at his stats, too, and his numbers are actually even better when it comes to conference play. Mm. His goals against average drops down to a 2.34 and a 9.24 save percentage, which, I mean, that's pretty nuts considering the fact that he's playing against hockey East teams where – I think six out of the 11 teams in our conference are in the top 20 for rankings right now. Like that's some amazing quality that he has to go up against. And on a less than stellar team, all things considered, he's putting up pretty solid numbers. So fair play to him. I'm interested to see him play this weekend. Um, hopefully he doesn't do that great against us, but I mean, <laughs> he's, he's definitely putting up the numbers to make us a little bit worried. Yeah. And it's, it's too bad. Evan, I'm, Evan and I wish we could go into Vermont and see uh, the old goalie Lekas in there. We, we liked him. He was really good uh, a couple of years ago for Vermont, but yeah, look, look for carrier to probably get most of the time this weekend. And then on the UMass side, it's Matt Murray, uh, 921 save percentage, 2.33 goals per game, just rock solid. I wanted to ask you if you think there is any chance that Pavisic gets one of these games against Vermont them being such a a, a poor team I, I I don't see it this weekend I just think with with everything that is up for grabs at this point like it's I'm, I'm not saying that I don't trust Pavisic because the one game that he played and I mean the one time he came in relief he looked very solid but just this isn't the time to mess with the mojo of Matt of Matt Murray you know what I mean like you just Got to ride your starter, get him comfortable, get him, you know, this is the perfect time for him to get some confidence. I think, you know, he, he comes in after the UConn game, letting up four goals, debatable, which ones are his fault. I mean, I'm not going to get into that, you know, watch the, the other recap to, to get all that info, but just, this is his time to really get in uh, two quality starts and really just get that confidence and get that flow going. And hopefully he can ride this into the next series. And then obviously the playoffs and, Hopefully the national tournament, you know, this isn't the time to be trying to say, oh, do we want to play this? You know, do we want to play this guy? Just stick with your boys, let them get comfortable, ride it out. Don't need to mess with anything, especially with the pairwise and hockey East implications. Right. And we talked about before uh, Vermont's poor offensive output this year. I think you make a great point. It could be a great weekend for him to get some, some confidence in net. And yeah, you're right. This weekend is, 
has a lot of implications on hockey East. I kind of uh, sat down and did out all, all the math as to, to what UMass needs to, to lock in that, that hockey East regular season, first place finish. Um, and I could just go through them real quickly. So um, all of these situations require UMass getting six points this weekend. I think that's, that's how we're going to talk about it for now. I think that's the, the baseline expectation for us this yeah. weekend. Uh, we will permanently pass Lowell in the standings. So they will not be able to win hockey East. If we get six points and um, UConn gets one or less, they're playing Northeastern this weekend, then we pass them. Um, if Merrimack doesn't win in regulation and we get six points, we pass them. Um, if Northeastern gets two points or less and we get six, we pass them. And if BU gets four points or less, uh, and we get six, we pass them. So uh, there's UMass can't clinch hockey East this weekend, but they can make that last weekend a very easy ride. Um, those those kind of um, correlate to the magic numbers being six points against Lowell, 11 against UConn, seven against Merrimack, 10 against Northeastern, and eight against BU. And I know I threw a, a lot of numbers out there, but all of that to summarize is a good look for UMass. And should should be able to take care of business in the last weekend if they get six here. Yeah, that's certainly the key. I mean, there's just the it's it's interesting that you mentioned that there's no way of clinching because in my head I was thinking like, okay, maybe they could clinch, you know, like because Northeastern and UConn play each other, there could be some weird thing there. But it's definitely gonna make our lives a hell of a lot easier if we just get all six because we're in the driver's seat. We still control our own destiny, which is the key. I mean, you definitely want to have that confidence knowing that just up against BC, which has upset potential. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, I'm not going to get too far into the BC series because we want to focus on this one series at a time, which is how I think the team should focus on the series. We shouldn't be looking ahead too far. Only play the guys that are in front of you right now, and that's Vermont. Got a game plan against them and make sure that we dominate them. Yeah, absolutely. And you could think about it this weekend. If you get six points, Lowell's out of the picture. They've exactly. Been the, they've been the big bad that uh, UMass has been up against so far this season. And you're really close to eliminating uh, the, the the bunch of the other teams. The only reason they can't clinch hockey East this weekend is because Northeastern and UConn are playing each other. Like you said, uh, the, the points don't just, just distribute like that. But yeah, just take care of business. And it should be a smooth sailing into the Hockey East regular season championship. And Same. the first game after this Vermont series at BC, imagine doing that at Conti Forum with 90% UMass fans. Ooh. That could be that could be nuts. So Locking up Hockey that, East and Mullins East. Yeah, that, that is definitely something to look forward to for next weekend if we get take care of business here. Certainly. All right. You got any more any more thoughts for these two games? I know it's another another series against kind of one of the uh, bottom of the pairwise teams. It's hard to hard to really say anything different, but yeah, I mean, I think it's a good problem to have as those podcasters. Like, I mean, it, it kind of seems like a case of having to, like, harp on the same points. Like, don't disrespect your opponent. Just play up to your potential. Don't, you know, just do the right things. But that's really all it boils down to because I've seen the way that this team can play. They've, they've been able to do amazing things against much higher quality teams, in my opinion. So why can't we do that this weekend? Make our lives easier. We don't need to make a nail biter going into the BC series. Just got to play the right way, do our things. I know the boys are buzzing. They, they got to be trying to get at least a little bit of revenge and have that practice dummy in Vermont to just 
completely beat up on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's going to be great to see Laganoff again. Like, I think we're definitely looking forward to that. I think, you know, some of the guys on the team are probably going to be handshaking the hell out of him because it's going to be good to see him again. But don't let that distract you from the real prize. You know what I mean? Like, there's much more up at stake here. And it's got to do our thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I hate to sound like a broken record, but I guess I have to say it again after last weekend. Vermont is a very poor power play team. They're only at 13% on the year. Um, UMass power play penalty kill needs to get it uh, under control this weekend. Um, I, uh, it's tough, but I'd, I'd love to see a zero power play goals against weekend. I think, I think that this team can do it. I, I, I just need to see some improvement out of this, this penalty kill. And this is a good opponent to do it against. It's not even that. I think just the key is not even doing well on the penalty kill, but I think it's just staying disciplined enough to not even go on the penalty kill to begin with. Like, I think our team has enough skill and speed to where we don't necessarily have to kind of do those cheap little hook plays or tripping calls or whatever. Just get in front of your man, outwork them, you know, outspeed them. We have that sort of ability and we don't need to get lazy in the corners and start doing dumb stuff to throw us into the box. You know, like that's going to be the key. Um, on the note of staying disciplined, I don't, I'm not sure if I want to bring it up from last weekend, but I haven't heard any news on Cal Um He might be available for this weekend. I'm not sure what his status is. I haven't heard anything, but that would obviously be a good addition to the second line again, keeping him there. Mm-hmm. Hopefully nothing happens on, on his behalf, but we'll see how that shakes out. We'll probably post an update on our Twitter if we hear anything. Yeah, we're recording this on Tuesday night, so as of now, nothing on that front. But yeah, keep keep an eye out for that. And also, uh, we talked about there being a possible lineup shakeup in the last recap. That might be something to look out for. I don't I don't know if it's necessarily likely, but it's definitely something to watch out for when the lines come out for the first game this Friday. Yeah, and I mean, if we see anything, you know, I think most of the lines go out about an hour before the game. I mean, we're obviously going to be watching like Hawks out there um we'll retweet anything if we need to um you guys will be the first to know as always yep yeah and then one other note uh like we said we're going to be in vermont for this one uh we are very excited to announce that we are getting a youtube channel together um if you just search high character on youtube it should pop up and our first video is going to be a vlog from our weekend up in burlington so uh hopefully some some cool content will come out of that uh i think it'll be pretty enjoyable watch and we'll try to try to capture every part of our trip it should be fun yeah i'm looking forward to that as well hopefully we get some really solid content um to get out to everybody and hopefully they enjoy the video awesome yeah so so next time you'll hear from us uh we're hoping to record live from burlington on saturday night after the series um hopefully we don't have any technology miscues or anything like that and hopefully the episode will be out on saturday night so be on the lookout for that uh other than that, we're really excited. You need to get six six points this weekend, UMass. That's, I, I don't think that's too big of an ask against Vermont. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping it'll be a nice, relaxing weekend in Vermont. You know, we can just mm-hmm. kick back. You know, hopefully the seats are nice and padded. We get a lot of leg room. We can just kind of hang out, enjoy the game, and uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for listening, guys, and go UMass. Take care, everybody. Go UMass.